On this episode of Hit the Books Podcast, we talk about all the news we missed while we were out. Which is a lot. <laughs> a lot happened. <laughs> a lot to go over. Stay tuned! Hello and welcome to another episode of Hit the Books Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Holcomb. And I'm Emery Saunders. And we're here to give you all the saucy deets on everything comic books this week. For those of you unfamiliar with the show, this is your weekly comic book podcast where Emery and I, and perhaps a guest, run you through all the latest news, talk about the newest releases, and discuss what's coming to your local comic book shops this week. Please support your local comic book shops. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, today will be slightly unusual, just because, uh, well, I guess not unusual for our last few episodes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we won't have a topic of the show today to end the show, because there's a lot of news to get to, and Emery and I are running on a tight timeline tonight. And summer's kind of crazy. Yeah. Uh, we're moving locations. We're in the middle of moving locations, so uh, that will be, you'll notice some set changes and whatnot in the near future. Uh, probably about mid-July to late July, you will start seeing the new set and everything. Um, hopefully that means more regular episodes and, uh, better content for all of you. Let's Uh, hope. I do apologize for the little hiatus we had there. Again, we just had too much going on. Uh, regular lives, children, uh, moving, all this stuff. Summer's been crazy. Job updates and all that stuff. So, uh... (laughs) And obviously, we had a million movies at the same time, so we had to keep doing reviews, which take a lot more time. Thanks, Marvel. Uh, but now we're back <laughs> in the swing of things. I'm sure we'll got we'll have to catch up on a few of those reviews as well. Yep. Um, the last few ones we did were Shazam, which is an awesome movie. Go see it. And Go see it. Check out our uh, review and spoiler discussion because it was a lot of fun. And then uh, Endgame. Uh, if you didn't see it, you probably will see it because they're re-releasing it. Spoiler for again. Our news. Uh, but that uh, review is up and uh, there for your viewing pleasure. Uh, Emery did see Dark Phoenix. Emery did see Hellboy. Uh, was there another one that I missed? No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he put himself through that, and uh, I was busy in quotes oh uh, god so <laughs> watching watching dark uh, like here here is my review of both of those movies watching dark phoenix was hell boy <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah we will have reviews of those eventually down the line as we always do uh maybe a little bit late so i apologize for that but you know eh. We got shit to do. So, yep. Uh, we love you out there. Thank you for loving and supporting us and sticking with us, even through the little hiatus we had there for a few weeks. Um, if you haven't heard of our wrestling podcast that I do with my brother, Dan the Man Maloney, you can also check that out. That's Hit the Mats podcast. Uh, again, we're always available on YouTube, on Stitcher, on iTunes, on Spotify. Um, we've been trying to get on the other services, but for whatever reason, it's just not as easy as the ones I mentioned um so it's it's a slog it's a slow going thing and we're working through getting all the uh rss feeds and everything uh updated to the way they like so uh look forward to that 
if you would. Oh, yeah. Please like and subscribe on uh, all of those stations and give us uh, good reviews or at least constructive criticism so we can always improve the show. And then we do have a Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash hit the books where you can always uh, come and support us and throw us a buck or two to help us keep everything going and uh, more regular. Uh, We do spend a lot of money out of our own pockets to uh, do this as a passion project. Uh, We do not make any sort of profit on it whatsoever. It is purely for fun. Um, But if you would like to help out so we can keep things uh, going more regularly, we would greatly appreciate it. And if you don't want to help out or you can't help out, that's just fine. We appreciate having you here for the ride. Uh, Thank you to Heather Reap, who uh, has been our latest, uh, most consistent uh, contributor over the threshold to get a shout out on the show. So thank you very much, Heather. We love and appreciate you. And uh, hopefully you're still enjoying the show. And uh, please let us know if you got any constructive criticism uh, for us to uh, improve the products and the show and maybe join the discussion. Yeah. All right. I think that covers all our bases for now. Uh, you can always find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash hit the books. You can fin- find us on uh, our website, htbvids.com. Find us on Twitter at htbvids. Uh, where you can reach out to us at any time. And um, that's that's about all I want to mention right now. I think that's everything. All right. So, as always, let's talk about what we've been reading. What, <laughs> what have you been reading, Emery? Uh, you know, there's this little book that I'd kind of written off for... Oh, most of it. Um, Doomsday Clock. Oh, you mean the book that keeps getting delayed? <laughs> yeah. Like eight months at a time? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the 10th issue came out recently. and Only two years late. Yeah, only. No big deal. <laughs> uh, that being said, it did something that I... Wow, I haven't seen a comic book do this with its canon... Oh, I think since uh, Grant Morrison tried to do the everything is canon with Batman. um, Yeah, uh, like this is... Is this a good thing or a bad thing? It was an interesting thing, to say the least. This actually makes uh, Dr. Manhattan out to be like the villain. Like the... in a weirdly dispassionate one of that. Which is kind of his thing nowadays. Yeah. His... At least since the Zack Snyder movies pretty much made him that. And then the comic book prequels and everything kind of changed in that direction. Yeah. So I'm going to put forth a what-if scenario. And I'm g- we're going to see how you respond to this. Mm. What if... Every change in canon, every reboot, was the result of Dr. Manhattan messing with the DC Universe. I'm cool with it. It's <laughs> as good an explanation as any, you know? Do, do I really need to have a fucking convergence of bullshit in the Dark Universe resetting everything? No. No. Was Flashpoint a good excuse? Yeah. It was, it was as good as any. Yeah. Uh, crisis. Yeah, all was, of the crises. It was it was dumb, but you know it was fine. Identity crisis was the only good crisis. Changed my mind. 
I mean, you're not <laughs> wrong. <laughs> but uh, the other crises uh, created some iconic moments and uh, panels. It did. Covers. Superboys. But listen, every reboot anything is garbage. It's always garbage. There's rarely a reboot thing that isn't just garbage you know, from the outset. Like, um, probably the only exception in recent memory, in, in my mind, is the Flashpoint thing. Yeah. And that led into New 52, which was incredibly controversial, and, you know, people hated because Superman lost his red underpants. Uh, <laughs> but overall, it was actually about as good as a reboot can possibly go, where you had s- super good financial sales, yeah. you had interesting new directions, and it was caused by something that kind of made sense. Yeah. I mean, if you're the Flash and you're running across the timeline fucking everything up because you want to... <laughs> You be greedy and say mama. Well, you know, <laughs> that, that kind of makes sense, and there's kind of a moral to that story. Yeah. Now, the random bullshit, you know, whoever, whoever happens to want to be the one responsible this time around, whether it's Brainiac or whoever else, you know, Dr. Doom. Yeah. <laughs> it's, we don't, it's, it's just wasted. It's just garbage. And we all know it. We all put up with it. We all buy it because we want to know what the hell we're going to to be set up for but it's usually garbage you know I, th- I think we've all accepted it at this point and that's why reboots are kind of a bummer for fans especially if you've invested a lot into the current iteration um but it's great for the comic companies because they get to correct all the shit they fucked up you know yeah last time around but they usually fuck up more stuff when they do it again Usually. Uh, and it usually leads to at least an initial boost in sales, if, you know, not temporarily. Um, so, yeah, I'm fine with it. It's, you know, it's as good an explanation as any. And, hey, at least the Watchmen are back-ish. They're kind of not really. <laughs> it, it, like, the, the, at this point, the only one from the Watchmen universe that we're worried about is Dr. Manhattan. And that's solely because when a bunch of heroes from the DC universe try to, you know, neutralize him or take them out, uh, he, they fail pretty handily and quickly. Which is excellent. Yeah, they, they try to go to, like, Mars to stop him, and he's like... Oh, yeah, no, stop breathing. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Which is awesome. Uh, I don't know. I, I need to catch back up with it because I read like the first three or four issues, but it kept getting delayed, and I didn't necessarily like <laughs> those first three or four issues. Yeah. So I was like, it, it's not it, worth the wait to me, it, and I really couldn't care less, because I know it's just going to lead to another reboot reason thing that I don't need. Yeah, I, I will say, if for no other reason, issue 10, the latest issue, by itself is a very interesting read, just because of uh, how methodical they are with applying Dr. Manhattan to the concept of reboots in general Mm -hmm. and how they 
essentially make each and every reboot they've done the result of Dr. Manhattan going back and tweaking the DC universe. What are you doing? Like, even, like, the original, like, Justice Society of America makes an appearance in this book. Well, here's the thing that's weird to me about that kind of canon twist is if he's the the originator of all these reboots and resets and changes, doesn't that imply that his universe is the original? It kind be- of does. Because he has to be the starting point for all of these changes. Yeah, specifically given the line that he has at the end of Watchmen where he's saying, you know, I'm I'm done with this world. I'm done with life on this earth. I think I'm going to make some of my own. Did he make the DC universe? It sure seems like it. Yeah, I mean, it seems like in order for him to be able to tweak the universe and to tweak events in the timeline, he would have to have like some kind of ownership, some kind of creative ownership of that entire universe. Pretty much. And to me, it's kind of a cool move because you kind of think, you know, before Dr. Manhattan was really losing his humanity. Yeah. You know, and he still kind of clung to his humanity a little bit. And he leaves and he goes to another planet and just, you know, he wants to do his own thing and perhaps create the DC universe. Of course, he's going to create like a more idyllic version of his environment. So, right. you know, he, he creates, you know, very idyllic, you know, superheroes that are very rarely faulted, you know. And they're, you know, pie in the sky, you know, like the classic Superman, the classic Batman and all that stuff. They're always successful. They always beat the villain. They, you know, they never turn. And then as he gets more cynical and detached from his humanity, that's when you start getting the the more, more grounded, more kind of mature <laughs> universes, you yeah. know, and infinite worlds and the DC canon. Yeah. Um, I think that's actually kind of clever, and I think if, you know, I'm I'm sure they're not reading this deep into it, but if they were, it would be kind of a clever move, kind of an interesting move. Um, But that also implies that the original kind of fostering world and reality has been destroyed. Yeah, the progenitor universe is just... It's gone. It's not a thing. Um, Because they blew it up. Well... Something along those lines, yeah. I think the the even more interesting thing is why he's been going out of his way to mess with the DC Universe. He was trying to undo the Superman. He doesn't go into why. But he initially, uh, he ends up seeing Golden Age the the original original superman like action comics number 1 superman mm. like they even like do like a that same like cover shot but from like a different angle the lifting car thing yeah, yeah. and it's like oh oh yeah no i i, I don't want this <laughs> oh, you've intrigued me now i want to go back and yeah. get back in the horse but then i'm going to catch up and be pissed off that i got to wait another 8 months to <laughs> read two issues <laughs> 
<laughs> but that, that's that sounds very clever that sounds really cool yeah. so let's just say like when he finds a way to undo superman for some reason superman as a thing in this universe keeps recurring and he it's for some reason something that he can't seem to completely get rid of mm. it's like he like it happens in the 40s he undoes it. If for some reason comes back in the eighties, mm. he undoes it. For some reason, right. it comes back. Now it's getting stupid. <laughs> <laughs> now, now this is the point where Superman is inevitable. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you're, uh, uh, okay, you're basically a god at this point who's creating his own universes, and you can't undo this one thing. <laughs> Like, all right, come it, it, on. There's, there's a little bit of comic book silliness to it, but... Yeah, don't it, say. Yeah, it, I, I still say it's well-written, which, considering what Doomsday Clock has been up till now, then it's like that's a switch. Have uh, we gotten an explanation why the, the black dude is Rorschach now? Oh. The random dude. <laughs> oh, he's not random. Uh, you remember the psych eval person who was evaluating Rorschach while he was in prison? Vaguely. The new Rorschach is that guy's son. Why, though? It's unclear. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know why he would think that you know, this one random criminal is more intriguing or more worth completely basing your life around than, you know, your dad. The one who's been, you know, there for you and paying your bills and uh, being some kind of support to you is like, not, you don't understand me, dad. I mean, he wasn't in jail that long. <laughs> so, so, you know. Uh, like, I'm pretty sure he was in there for like maybe three days. So he's basically the Harley Quinn of the kind of Watchmen universe. <laughs> he's not even the Harley Quinn. He'd be like, what if instead of Harley Quinn, the Harley Quinn's like daughter, like her, it's like, oh, yeah, mom, I hear you're like trying to treat the Joker. Stop. <laughs> He's cool. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, I don't see that that was the biggest thing that like threw me off the rails. I'm like, all right. Is there a reason this guy is doing this and imitating Rorschach, who is not the most particularly likable <laughs> hero? Uh seems kind of illogical, kind of I, nonsensical. Like of all the heroes to emulate, you would think that you'd maybe pick I don't know, the the rich one, the good one. This is not not the the person who in that same universe would had to have been clearly revealed since, you know, the very end of that book is that diary somehow hitting the news. Yeah. It's like everyone would had to have known. I think actually that diary might be also responsible for why the kid takes up after him. Interesting. In either case, though, so I don't know that I like it, but interesting. 
Yeah, no. <laughs> so has there been anything else you've been reading? Um, been keeping up on Uncanny X-Men since they're about to be completely rebooted, it seems like. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that promo art that I've seen with Cyclops with the bubble helmet. I hate it. We finally got the good Cyclops back, <laughs> and we're going to this fucking bubblehead design. God, just like, of just all... let him have hair, please. Yeah. Oh, he's a simple design: visor, hair, done. Like, why are we trying to undo Jim Lee's style with this character? He was literally the one person who managed to draw all of these characters. Perfectly. I mean, just you just put a bomber jacket on him. You're done. Right. Bomber jacket visor. Done. Easy peasy. You um, made a cool Cyclops. We don't need Bubblehead. He's <laughs> <laughs> fucking a Black Manta version of Cyclops. <laughs> the stupid big hel- helmet on. I don't. Uh, I hope. I hope that's just for that art. Like it's not his recurring look. It's like we just got the the. The blue and yellow 90s back. I'm not How saying... is it that the 90s was the only era that we got Cyclops right? I'm not saying you have to have that design. I'm saying you have to have that design. Just don't have stupid designs where you got him and spandex and a big cross X bubble hat. Uh, okay. H- how about... How is that practical at all? Uh, how about... We take the the Jim Lee design, keep everything but the yellow undies. Instead, make it like a climber harness or something. Hot. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just leave it at that. It's like, it, it, take the undies away. I never thought I'd say this. Do the new 52 approach to the redesign. Take away the undies. That's really all you got to do. That's it. Add the bomber jacket. <laughs> bomber jacket is great. Bomber jacket is great. <laughs> not really on any character. It, it, <laughs> like, there's not really, it, uh, other than like the monster ones, like Beast or, you know, the Hulk. You really, uh, you oh, really don't need. Yeah, no. Could you imagine the Hulk with like a bomber jacket? I'd be a lot of dead cows. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you're not wrong. Yeah, uh, but uh, it, you know, it's it, just it's unnecessary. I'm not. I'm not a. F- <laughs> it's well drawn promo art, but please don't let that be his design. Please, it's be awful. It, it. I hate it. I hate that design. We yeah. don't need Blueberry Boy with his head harness. Just let him have hair. It's fine. <laughs> like literally, his oh. visor doesn't need to be X shaped. The last time I checked, your eyes are not crossed across your forehead. Yeah, it's fine. No, it's like you, you know, he's got an X on his belt buckle. That's enough. It's on his shoulders. That's enough. <laughs> it's probably on his chest. That's enough. We got it. <laughs> we get it. He's part of the X people. <laughs> oh, because it's X people now. You know what worked. For signifying that you were a part of the X-Men, having a little circle button like right here that had an X on it. It worked for Grayson. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. 
<laughs> Remember when he's supposed to be like a dead secret agent and his face was all blurry, but he still put his last name initial on his harness for like no apparent reason? Big old G. Big old G. <laughs> right at, strapped right across the middle of his chest. Oh, I'm sure that G means like he's a government agent. Uh, you know, it actually means you're a government agent. Having a badge that says you're a government agent. <laughs> You know what a big-ass G on your chest says? Is I'm your I- gay booty boy <laughs> in tight spandex. Watch Wh- me do some flips. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Bruce isn't here. How dare you, sir? How, how dare, dare I? How dare you? Okay. I'm the only one allowed to make love to that boy. <laughs> <laughs> Am I gay? No. Would I be gay? Eh, maybe. <laughs> For a drawing? Perhaps. Look, I'm he's just got saying. Charisma. I, I, he's got enough charisma, and they keep drawing his butt. I, <laughs> <laughs> they are big fans of his butt. It's like literally, he he gets the Black Widow treatment every time. Hey, we're just trying to create an equal platform here, all right? <laughs> and I have nothing against that. Yeah, you can't have it both ways. <laughs> you gotta either not objectify at all, or you gotta equally objectify. <laughs> I choose equally objectify. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, Nightwing makes it so easy. <laughs> he really does. You know who doesn't? Who? Cyclops. <laughs> <laughs> you know what would make it easy? Bomber jacket. Bomber jacket. Hair. Hair. Tight booty shorts. Not those. <laughs> <laughs> Specifically, we need to get rid of those. Is like, Look, I get it. I really do. He started with that cap. Clearly, we decided that that wasn't the way to go since, uh, I don't know, literally every time anyone's ever mentioned liking his costume, it was in the 90s. Or it looked like it was in the 90s. Yeah, Late 80s, <laughs> early 90s. That's pretty much the era. It just, it just the was, the take, quintessential era. Take that cap off. And don't you dare put him in that stupid ass, boring ass fucking, I'm just going to put a big old yellow X across my chest. We like the black flight suits, though. Who does? I do. Why? Because it annoys you. (laughs) (laughs) It'd be better than Bubblehead. I'm just saying. (laughs) I'll take black flight suit over Bubblehead any day. Yeah, and you know who's a really good Batman? Ben Affleck. <laughs> How dare you insult the fat bat? <laughs> Why did you say that name? <laughs> I like that scene. <laughs> Every time. Come at me. Every time. I thought it was a good moment. Oh, yes. It's a bad movie. It's a good moment. No, it's not. It's clever. It's not I a like clever it. moment. It's smart. You, you know I what like he could have said? Yeah. But please save my mother. He doesn't know who his mother is. Who? Linda? Mary? Susan? No. Uh, Martha. Uh, save Martha, please. Y- y- you know what could help? he goes, oh my God. Why is he saying my mother's name? Is Martha alive? Ah. <laughs> is I, get it. It, I get it. I get it. I got what you were trying to do, and I bought it. Is Martha alive? The mother that he, for probably the fifth time now, we have seen 
gets shot in cold blood he's, in Crime Alley. He's fighting <laughs> a literal space alien with a magic space rock attached to a stick. <laughs> I think that's the last <laughs> doubt that he would have in his mind right now. All right. I, I think it's possible we a dead woman could be alive in this world that we now live in. All right. Saying it's not the biggest stretch for him to immediately go to the thing that's most traumatized him in his lifetime. I will admit the movie's awful. (laughs) (laughs) But there are scenes that are very good in that movie. And that is one of them, regardless of what the internet likes to joke. I will say that that movie is not the worst that DC has to offer. Well, it's definitely not. (laughs) Definitely not. Suicide Squad definitely takes that one. But I will say that the Martha scene was the worst that that movie had to offer. How dare you? <laughs> you the the I e- I more easily believe Lex Luthor was not the worst part of the movie for you. <laughs> ding 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 ding. Have a Jolly Rancher. It's uh, mm, uh. <laughs> <was> fucking awful. <laughs> awful. <laughs> If you don't believe that Lex Luthor was the worst part of that movie, then I don't respect your opinion anymore. <laughs> oh, is that right? <laughs> like, we are more into Batman's possible Fifi's getting hurt over mentioning his mother's name that miraculously, while he's fighting a, a, what is probably Zack Snyder's opinion of what a space god would be, He's like he says, like save Martha's. Like, oh, maybe that name's a little common. Why did you say that name? Is my mother alive? To be fair, I watched her die. How could fair, you? He was about to murder the fucking guy. <laughs> he might want to ask this question before he murders him. This isn't about the question that was asked. This is about why Batman. For even a second, <laughs> thought that the mother, his mother, the mother we as an audience, as a people, as a society, have been forced to watch be gunned down for the fifth time. The fifth time! <laughs> they didn't watch that. Superman had no idea. He doesn't know who fucking Bruce Wayne's mom's name is. He's from Kansas. <laughs> He's from Kansas. He's totally not an investigative journalist. Or has been since, you know, randomly showing up to the Daily Bugle. Not the Daily Bugle. The Daily Planet. He's as much a journalist as Spider-Man is a photographer. All right. <laughs> It's fucking bullshit, all right? <laughs> he writes articles about dog shows and shit, and then he just disappears. Just like Peter takes pictures of himself and then cashes in on it. <laughs> so. We're going to have to agree to disagree. <laughs> it's a bad movie, though. It, it, it's, 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 it's bad. bad movie. It's bad. It's not but the worst. That, that, it's really fucking bad. The Martha bad. scene was not the worst part of that movie. There were things in that movie that were far worse. 
far worse. Say what you want about Lex Luthor being off-brand Joker. No, he's how, not off-brand Joker would be a good thing. I would take an off-brand Joker. This was just an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> an idiotic Lex Luthor. Had no qualms I, about other people's bodily fluids. Just uh, okay. Just gross. I I can withstand that. You could have had what? Brian Cranston. You could have had something deep. We also could have <laughs> had a Batman who knew damn well, entrusted damn well in the fact that his mother was dead. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like we need to sit down and rewatch this movie together. Oh my god! Because I feel like there's at least ten things that are far worse in that movie than that. <laughs> Only if we do the ultimate extended edition. Oh god! <laughs> Please no. <laughs> we don't need to subject ourselves to that. <laughs> if we're gonna watch that movie, then I want to. I wonder if there's a way we can do like a mystery science theater type of watch along. Oh my god! Without getting copyright strikes and getting raped by the internet oh my god (laughs) (laughs) that'd be amazing i I really want to see like everyone on the internet just say it's like oh hey you guys remember jimmy olsen remember when he was an fbi agent yeah that's right you don't (laughs) you do now (laughs) and he dies (laughs) he shows up to die he sure does god have you been reading anything else not particularly. Great. Well, all I have been reading is The Wild Storm, the latest from Warren Ellis, uh, because it's great. Oh. I've been catching up, and I I am now completely caught up, at least up to this point. Maybe maybe the last issue, I can't remember. Was that um, one on Vertigo? I, you know, I don't know, because they didn't seem to have any logos on any of the covers. Maybe I just... Maybe they just hit it so well that I didn't see it, but it's definitely it's definitely not a straight DC book, you know. Yeah, it, it's definitely not in the DC universe. I, I'll say that much. It's in its own kind of Wildstorm universe that they let him have. Uh, Grifter within the is company, good dude. Grifter's <laughs> fucking awesome. Oh my god! I don't know how there's not more Grifter stuff and recognition and just like cosplayers and all that stuff because Grifter is a fucking amazing character he is i love grifter's design i love the character i love how he interacts with the universe i actually love the way that uh, warren ellis kind of recreated this universe it's it's familiar enough to fans of the old kind of uh wildstorm universe characters um yeah you know um stormwatch and all that stuff but he updated it to kind of a modern aesthetic and the artwork, I think it's Davis Hunt, John Davis Hunt, that's doing the artwork. It's just fucking great. It's just ah, masterclass. I love it. Oh my I god! I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Got um, it. Okay. Yeah. I I need to read it. It's so good. It's kind of a slow start because it's a lot of dialogue and narration, kind of introducing you to the new version of this universe yeah. and kind of establishing the different factions and the different players involved and what's kind of going on here and here and here. And um, so it's, it's kind of a slow burn in that first or issue or two, but then once things, once the ball gets rolling, it just doesn't stop. It's just mm-hmm. great. I love what they're doing with all the characters. I love that each of the main characters has a very nice, deep character arc. 
that you can follow and appreciate. Um, but there's a lot of maturity to it. It's it's almost just because we were talking about it. It's it's very Watchmen esque and how it kind of looks at the world as kind of an imperfect thing. You know, nobody's necessarily the good guy. No one's necessarily the bad guy. It's it's kind it's, of a, uh, a jumbled mix of the of the group. Yeah. Um, and everybody has their pros and cons, and you yeah. don't necessarily follow the hero or a protagonist in particular it's more just watching the story evolve yeah and it, you do kind of side <laughs> with one group more than the others um just because their intentions are a little bit more benevolent than the others but it's 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 a fun ride and i i don't want to spoil things so i'm i'm being as vague as possible with a lot of it <laughs> but it's there's some cool twists and some cool canon changes, and it's just, it's a lot of fun. Just, Interesting. If you haven't read the Wildstorm books, go read them. They're, it's some of the best stuff DC's been putting out. You know, there's, you know, the Batman, the White Knight uh, saga that got completed, I think, last year. Yeah. That we were singing the praises of, and was, I, was it our favorite book of last year? I think it was. When we, when we voted on it, yeah. Um. There's great stuff coming out of DC. You just got to kind of find it. You kind of look for it. You I mean, the mainstream, the mainstream stuff isn't bad either. It's just there's so much nonsense that they got to tie it into that it kind of dilu yeah. dilutes the quality a little bit when you have to say, hey, this is happening because of this stupid thing that we did, you know, during this event, and this stupid thing over here, and this little thing has to be connected to this and this and this, even though it's not really helping what we're trying to tell. Right. Yeah. It's a... Uh, so, and that's a problem that's always in the main lines, but... Oh, yeah. The, it, unfocused narrative versus a focused narrative. Yeah. Um, so that that's really the big thing. I've I've been picking up number ones here and there. Um, I'm trying to remember one in particular. Uh, it's either Waypoint or Wayward. I'm trying to remember. I can't remember what it was. I think it's an image book. I read that and it didn't just didn't really stick to me. Just it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Um, but uh, really, that's about all I've had time for is Wildstorm. Mm. Um, and a handful of others that aren't coming to mind at the moment, but I read them. I read them weeks ago, and <laughs> because we've done nothing but review videos, we haven't had a chance to talk about the stuff. So yeah, not really fresh in the mind. Uh, so with that, let's get into the news. Um, just so you know, uh, there will not be a topic of the show because we have so much news to talk about, and I'm sure the discussion alone. I mean, our rants about yeah. uh, Batman v Superman <laughs> already took like twenty minutes. <laughs> so uh, yeah, about a movie like that's you, four years old, three years old. We're, we're very passionate about that topic. <laughs> <laughs> we still have things to say about that fucking movie. Uh, I, I think at one point, once we get everything as solidified as we possibly can, I would like to do like a greatest of list like an overall master list of yeah where we, where we rank superhero movies and just start from the very beginning like the oh, earliest black yeah. and white superman movie we can find and just go through all of them and just make a, a master list of Interesting. what we think are the best i think that would be a fun project that would. maybe make it a separate video series um but yeah, I think I think we'd have some fun discussions <laughs> along the way um oh for sure 
so let's get into the news here. Um, we will talk about the new releases coming to your local comic book shops. Again, please support your local comic book shops. After this, as always. Um, but uh, we're going to focus on the news, and then uh, Emery will probably be out of here by the time we get to the countdown. And uh, yep. then we'll say goodbye. All right, first up, uh, the first thing we wanted to talk about is the Batwoman trailer. Uh, we finally got a trailer, a full-fledged trailer for the Batwoman show coming to the CW on October 6th, uh, premiering at 8 p.m. before the Supergirl show. So, Emery, what'd you think? I'm a woman! <laughs> it's the only thing I fucking remember from that trailer. Outside of that, uh, like, Ruby Rose, doing, I like? doing her best James Charles facial impression, <laughs> has proceeded to try to convince anyone that all 110 pounds of her would be not only a credible crime fighter who spends her time beating the shit out of people, but also that in any way, shape, or form, that she should take any of the credit for literally all of the groundwork that her cousin laid for her? That's what? The worst, that's the worst thing about it. What? what? <laughs> the thing that makes Batwoman interesting is not the deep, deep, deep cut <laughs> that she may or may not be related to Bruce Wayne. But this series seems to be grabbing onto that and holding on for dear life <laughs> and establishing it as 100% fact, which is disappointing. Because to me, the thing that makes Batwoman interesting is that she's a separate entity that kind of copied the aesthetic because she appreciated what Batman was doing, but she didn't like how he did it. Because she is readily able to murder people. Yeah. And she uses guns and she does not give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> literally, is, her. For me, that's what makes it interesting. Like, her entire deal is that she thinks that while his motives were good, that uh, Batman isn't effective. That Batman doesn't go far enough. Mm-hmm. That. If he's not going to get the job done and actually clean up the streets, then she will. And this frequently puts them at odds. Yeah. That's why you very rarely see Batwoman and Batman actually team up. Yeah. Because they're very different mindsets, very different characters, despite the fact that she copies his aesthetic. Um but the reason she does that is because she wants to terrify criminals, just like Batman does. And yeah, she... having have, whether we like it or not, having the the cowl and the symbol across your chest, it's gonna freak people out. So. Yeah, it's like co-opting the the symbol of the bat is basically a way of saying it's like, oh, you know that uh, there's a guy who wears that chest who regularly beats up criminals in the city, right? Is that a bat in your chest? Uh, uh, oh, shit. <laughs> Time to go. Uh, <laughs> That's what so, that symbol is supposed to do. Yeah. And I think I think Batwoman is actually a really cool, really interesting character. If you read, um, again, I, 
I, I say this stuff all the time, but it's because the new 52 got me so back into the comics. Like yeah. I had really fallen out of love with comics for a long time. And then when I was in the army, they launched the new 52 and I happened comicsology had just come out for like smartphones and stuff. And I had like an early smartphone yeah. uh, in 2010, 2011, 2009, that kind of time frame. And I was actually able to, you know, in between training and whatever else we were doing, I was able to sit and lean on my rock and actually scroll through some comics I had downloaded to my phone. Um, and it kind of reinvigorated my love of comic books. And that's how I got to this point today where we're here talking uh, across the Internet. Yeah. Uh, so I apologize. I know a lot of people hate aspects of the New 52, but there were legitimately great books in that that run. And there were some good ideas. And I think Batwoman was one of those books that was actually legitimately great. It was Really good, really solid, great writing, great artwork, cool aesthetic, and the character was interesting, and they focused more on the family dynamic between the father and the sister, um, and about how she took this completely different approach. They very rarely cross paths with Batman, because that's not what her book was about. Her book was about establishing who she was and what her motivations were, and I thought that was awesome. It was really, it was really fun, really interesting, and just... It really pulled you into the character, and I think yeah. when I saw this trailer, I felt like they just threw it all out the window uh, with yeah. making Batman the kind of crux of the show. It's kind of how I felt with Gotham. I thought Gotham was going to be Jim Gordon. This is the focus, you know. You get right. you get you know the, his partner. You'll get uh, aspects of the early stages for the, some of the villains and kind of the mob bosses and stuff like that. I thought that was brilliant. I actually liked the first season a lot, but then they started making the focus the fucking kid oh. who is going to be Bruce Wayne and the, and oh. fucking Selena Kyle, who's a twelve year old kid or whatever. Oh. That's when the show fell apart for me. And I couldn't, I couldn't watch it anymore because it was so silly, and it was just an excuse to put Batman in there, you know. Yeah, it was you, bad. We didn't need Batman. That show shouldn't have been about Batman at all. It should have been about the Rogues Gallery, the early Rogues Gallery, and it should have been about Gordon, right? Because that's what was interesting, and that's what we were invested in. And it just yeah, that that show had the potential to be the Arkham crime version of the yeah. game of thrones i mean it was really good it was you know bullock was great you know jim was great like just it, the, the villain had I, so much going for I it i really actually liked the way penguin behaves and how he's just kind of this weasel character and jim kind of had a fondness for him almost just just because they kept bailing each other out of trouble yeah you know because they didn't want to kill each other and it was i like that it kind of humanized him and i liked seeing like the deep dark mob bosses before kind of the the crazy rogues gallery takes over and bane yeah. is always killing them all and joker is <laughs> always killing them all you know <laughs> I thought it was really cool and really clever, and they just squandered it. And I feel like this is exactly what Batwoman's going to do. I think they're going to take a yeah. great character and a great potential and actually a pretty good look when she has the hair <laughs> and just squander it. I did find it interesting that they're basically copying the Nolan-verse Batsuit yeah. that she's going to be wearing. Like They even have the similar mesh and stuff and the the scenes that you see before she has the hair i guess <laughs> yeah that, like that her aesthetic i actually didn't mind the her not having the wig because mostly because uh that wig raises a really big question 
at what point does that wig get snatched? Yeah. And if it doesn't get snatched, what the fuck are any of these people doing fighting Batwoman? I mean, I'm sure it detaches. <laughs> it's not a real hair. It's not like she's putting a weave in before she goes out. To- <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, so, I just, I, I'm, I'm fine with it. I, yeah, I'm just saying. It like, just looks goofy. Like, you can tell it looks goofy. <laughs> and that, that was what... I, I we were laughing out loud when we watched this together. Yeah, what, at the reveal scene where you see her in the suit without the wig on, and you're like, <laughs> "Oh my god!" <laughs> like it would be very hard to take that that girl seriously if she came there to stop whatever crimes you were committing or whatever, you know? Right? Like, yeah, I'm gonna shoot you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, I won't even have to lift my arm because your head's like down here. Yeah, it's like, look, if you're going to try to take on the moniker of the bat, the least you could do is study his technique, which largely involved being a ninja, <laughs> using smoke bombs, being able to hide while fighting, because, my God, like, how... How fucking easy would it be for a stray bullet to catch any of Batman or his Bat family in the fucking mouth? Yeah. <laughs> and is there no Alfred? Because she seems to get in and out of the Batcave very easily. I, um, I'm, I'm thinking that it's probably going to be Lucius Fox focused in terms of what like what happens with the suit to tailor it to her size. That's another thing that's weird. Lucius is very young. Yes. Like, young 20s. After having established Morgan fucking Freeman. (laughs) Maybe late teens. (laughs) He's very young looking. Yeah. And I'm not sure I buy it. (laughs) At all. It's like, oh, yeah. uh, Unless they're... I run part of this company, and also I kind of tailor the suit for this crazed one percenter to beat up strangers. Yeah, <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's weird. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm not as down on it as a lot of people on the internet are, and I suspect as much you are. Um, uh, but I have my I, issues with it. There's definitely some problems there that are going to need to be rectified immediately. Y- yeah, like they have to convince me in that first episode, or I'm just out. Yeah, th- I think that's the thing that chaps my ass about the whole thing is that all of the problems are things that need to be addressed immediately. Otherwise, it's like right out of the gate. You know, like we've we've yeah. already put ourselves way behind the eight ball. Yeah, it's a problem. Uh, you know, we'll see how it turns out, but it's it's a concern for sure. Yeah, it's. Mm. That show has got some work to do. And by work, I don't mean airing the same pilot episode three days in a row. I'm not sure if any show has ever done that. Ever. In the history of television. Either they're extremely confident or (laughs) (laughs) they have no idea what they're doing. (laughs) Like literally I, I shows. I don't know which way to lean on uh, that one. Pilot episodes air once, and we move on. 
If you want to wait years down the line for reruns, then you maybe, hopefully, catch it then. Pilot episodes do not get replayed three days in a row. It's a little, it's a little weird. I don't know. <laughs> it's it's strange for sure. Um, but uh, do you have anything more to add to it, or do you think we should just leave it as is until we got more? Oh, I mean, I'm definitely going to be leaving it as is yeah. until I see mm. any reason to watch. Well, I'll watch the first episode, but you you literally have one episode to change my mind. So, yep, I'm giving you a chance. <clears throat> Hopefully it works. Apparently you're going to try three times. So, E three is right around the corner. Uh, we just had some some uh, superhero slash comic book reveals. Uh, nothing too big, uh, but we did finally get to see Square Enix's Avengers game. E three passed. Yeah, you get the. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, it's it's the 25th. Yeah, y- you know what the hell I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, we finally see the long-rumored Avengers game from Square Enix that they announced forever ago that they was in production. Yeah, uh, as Square Enix likes to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, at least we got Final Fantasy VII Midgar Edition <laughs> finally. Midgar only edition. I like how it's took what four years since they announced they were working on it. Five years, and they're probably working on it even more before that. <laughs> and we're only getting Midgar. <laughs> so God knows how long the rest of the world is going to take. Hey, if they feel confident enough to pad out that entire city for two Blu-rays worth, see, we're going to be in for, at the very least, a long ride, but probably a wild one. I mean, I'm all for it. The problem is the world is a lot bigger than the city. And that's going to take a lot of fucking time. <laughs> and I don't think I will see part two in my lifetime. <laughs> that's what I'm concerned about. I would like to. <laughs> it looks good. I'm really into how they're designing everything. I think my biggest question is, much like Final Fantasy VII with Endgame, how the fuck? fuck is their dlc structure gonna work like we live in an age where dlc is expected and i hate every bit of that but i mean they have the ultimate edition with the cloud motorbike statue for like four hundred dollars and it comes with dlc stickers and icons and stuff sure probably outfits which i'm fine with you know apparently the the people who were showing oh, Endgame, the, the Chocobo Summon, I think that was one oh, of the DLC yeah, things. Yeah, uh, uh, Chocobo Summon. That's shitty because that should just be in the game. Right. Uh, we'll talk about <laughs> summons for that. Uh, like, get, we really need to get to that fucking video game channel. We really do. <laughs> Good God. Well, maybe we should release an episode more than once every month <laughs> before we do that. Uh, that's fair. Yeah, <laughs> we got two shows going right now, and we barely get those out. Yeah, uh, uh, it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. We need an editor. Yeah, yeah, we do. If you're Good interested, guy. email us. <laughs> Hit the books vids, please at gmail.com. Please. Hit the books vids. <laughs> <laughs>
please at gmail.com <laughs> please anyways <laughs> uh yeah end game not end game avengers video game oh what did you think of the tiny little bit of gameplay that they showed i thought it looked cool i liked it more than i thought i would i I thought it was going to be another one of those ultimate blah, 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 Marvel um, games. Marvel Ultimate Alliance which things. Which is basically the only thing they release now. Is <laughs> they release card games, <laughs> and they release top-down, you know, 2.5D-ish yeah. yeah, games th- that I don't care about. I think the third Marvel Ultimate Alliance that they're finally doing, I think that's only going to the Switch fine <laughs> i wouldn't play it anyway uh but i just don't like that style of game so i've never been interested in it when they announced the avengers i'm like i have no idea how they're going to coordinate those characters together unless they just have them each on solo missions or something um but when i saw the little bit of gameplay it looked like they're all kind of in the same battle scenes and stuff together and you're just playing as one of them which i'm i'm cool with i think it's interesting yeah i didn't see a lot of the footage i literally just saw their trailer and they have little flashes of gameplay in that trailer that's all i've seen on it but uh there is something that that game actually kind of reminded me of in like a weird way there's this uh free-to-play game called warframe where Okay, so you start with access to, like, one frame. Like, this one character type that you can use, and it has its own, like, power set of things that you can do. Yeah. Apart from, like, base shit, like, movement and, like, wall running and bullet jumping and all that other bullshit. Um, Square Enix's Avengers kind of kind of reminded me of that insofar as it looks like a game in which it seems like something that will be multiplayer online but like we have this weird schedule with releasing heroes Uh, all of these heroes are apparently going to be able to be on the screen together Mm -hmm. in the same scenes and I the gameplay itself, especially from the uh, the point of view that the game had, it, it it just it reminded me of that game. It's interesting. Yeah, I can kind of see that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I think it it looks like it's probably going to be decent, if not good. You know. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be bad. I I think the the whole uproar on the character design is just silly because like clearly they're not going to fork out the money <laughs> to get robert downey jr's likeness <laughs> the dude would demand 40 million dollars you know <laughs> we that's, need to scan your face the, yeah that's probably an entire budget for the video game so you know <laughs> uh i don't think that's gonna happen and i think it's you know they're just generic white people that's what you got sorry sorry that's what the avengers are they're generic white people <laughs> i don't think it's so all bad all of them now i do think <laughs> captain america in particular looks kind of awful because his hair looks terrible and the outfit looks kind of goofy, but Captain America is goofy, and I don't like Captain America to, to begin with, so, you know, I'm okay with it. I don't care. If I play the game, I probably won't play as him unless I have to, so. I'll play as Cap. Will you, though? 
I will. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. There is one thing that I know this game is going to do, because if there was one thing that people have been piping up about this whole time, cosmetically, it all looks plain. It all looks very dull. I will say this. They do have kind of an all-star cast for the voice acting, which is pretty cool. I mean, they got Troy Baker, Nolan North, just all sorts of big names. Because we all need more Troy Baker. <laughs> we don't, but more he's, of him. he's good at his job, and that's why he keeps <laughs> doing all of them. Uh, if he wasn't good at his job, it, it's, you know. Oh, you, you know, it's funny you mentioned Troy issue. Baker. You know, he he's voiced an Avenger before. Guess which one? Mm, I know he did a DC character. He did Joker. He did. There's this uh, little cartoon called uh, Avengers Assemble that kind of uh, loosely expands on, you know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe Avengers. Mm -hmm. And Troy Baker, hilariously, ironically, voiced Hawkeye. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Uh, But but no, this, this time he's the Hulk. That that is one analog that is kind of weird there. That <laughs> Hawkeye <laughs> is very obviously missing uh, from the cast, and it, you yeah, know, that's not an issue to me. But if you're going to have all of the characters from the original movie versions except for him and nobody else, it's that's a weird wh- highlight. That's where it gets weird. Like, yeah, if you had Spider-Man in there or Wolverine or like Storm or something like then, that, then, then we would have been just like, okay, so like Hawkeye's in there somewhere. They're just not showing him. Yeah. Yet. You know, it, it, that's, that's fine. Have that's what War machine in there or something like, yeah. then I'm like, okay, this is just a unique group. That's fine. Yeah. But no, they're, they're it's going like strictly they went... <laughs> original movie cast, except for Hawkeye. Except for Hawkeye. That is, was so weird. Yeah, it is weird. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't, you know, it's fine. I don't dislike it, but it's just, I, I think, I think the internet's just getting a little too butthurt on this one. I'm a Hawkeye fan. Okay. Yeah, He's, He's great. It's fine. <laughs> if you want to shoot stuff, just use Black Widow. It's fine. Use Iron Man. He can fly. What does she shoot? She has little wrist rocket things. She <laughs> 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 uses guns. When? All the time. She's an agent. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm struggling to remember the last time she's fired a bullet. All I've seen her do is uh, charge up her little taser fists and her little taser sticks and get to tasering. She'll shoot stuff. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. You'll be okay. It's Tr- fine. Trick arrows. Being a fucking nerd. <laughs> I did, you shut your butt. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it was a little bit weird, but I didn't I didn't think it was terrible. It was fine. It was as good as I could have expected because I really didn't expect much. Yeah. the The weird thing about this game is that apparently, the locations and the expanding hero cast are apparently going to be free downloads. That's good news. 
in a world of EAs uh, <laughs> and uh, surprise mechanics. <laughs> I think the, it's fine. You know what's probably going to suck about that, though? Um, whenever they say something like that, what they usually fail to mention are the things that are going to be a microtransaction, which are probably going to be skins. That's fine. And I'm, I'm sure you can guess which ones they're going to monetize. And you're going to buy them. That's <laughs> fine. I want the content. I don't care about skins. Give me the content and the characters. You know, I hate it when... You know, I love my fighting games like Injustice and Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter and all that stuff. But I hate when they give you like half the fucking cast so they can <laughs> release the rest as DLC for the next two years. <laughs> That's what I hate. <sighs> if they were doing the opposite, where they released the entire cast on the initial products and then released a bunch of cool skins and stuff that I might be interested in buy, that I'm all for because I'm not losing as a fan on the main content. I'm just losing on something that's kind of a fun addition that's, for them, I would assume is easy to produce. You know, I just. You would assume. <laughs> I just don't. <laughs> I, I hate the whole DLC structure. I think it's ruined a lot of the fun aspects of unlocking stuff in video games and all that stuff. Yeah, that I think that's the biggest thing that I am going to be concerned with is like if they're going to put things like that behind a paywall, is there some possible way of actually earning it? That would probably involve a grind. Or is it uh, like a microtransaction only there's like literally no other way to get it if, if you're not willing to spend more money fuck off yeah it's just it's a gross world we live in and uh, probably not the most efficient one if i was a video game producer but that's just me yeah you know who doesn't screw you over the witcher Ooh, ooh. you know who's about to get screwed over the Witcher. <laughs> uh, and then our other piece of video game. Uh, Henry Cavill, I'm looking at you. Uh, it's, it's fine. It's got to be fine, everybody. Nilf Guardian Scrot Armor. It's very pretty. It's it's okay. Nilf Guardian Scrot Armor. We'll be fine. <laughs> It'll be fine, everybody. Uh, yeah, there's no problem here. Uh, our last piece of video game news uh, from E3 is Spawn is officially announced to be coming to Mortal Kombat 11. So look forward to that, if you will. Have you played it? No. I, just, I, 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 have, no I, want to. I have no interest in this one. I, I kind of want to... I love Mortal Kombat, but this is not the one for me. <laughs> I, I want to play it, if for no other reason, than uh, I gotta get that Shang Tsung. <laughs> how, how are you gonna take Kenshi out of it? Some <laughs> bullshit. Not only do you get rid of awesome juggle combos, but you take Kenshi out. This is garbage. Garbage. I don't want it. <laughs> You're stupid super move that takes away a fucking quarter of the health bar. <laughs> Stupid. Come look, on, guys. Uh, look, You're better than this. Look, we we got to try other things. Like we got to we got to bring other characters into this, man. And I feel like it doesn't even look that much better than 10. 
I feel like 10 and Injustice 2 both looked way, way better than their predecessors, and this one just looks like almost kind of worse. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, me. they're, they're trying to do a like a photorealism thing, like just, approaching the uncanny valley. That's just weird. Which is, it, I, I think it's always going to look a little weirder than someone just trying to do their own art. That's just fine. It's fine. It's getting good reviews. I'm sure it's good. It's not for me. I'm probably not. I might try it out once and see if it grabs me. Probably won't. Yeah, I'll I'll get it when it's on sale. Yeah. And when all the characters are out, <laughs> which which are apparently are going to include the Terminator, but not fucking Kenshi and Ash from Evil Dead. <sighs> Kenshi can wait. How dare you? <laughs> Best fucking character that game series has. Someone's helping him cross the street. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Say daredevil can't cross the street. <laughs> Not if he doesn't want to get caught. All <laughs> uh, right. Next up in the news. <laughs> uh, Endgame is getting a re-release. <clears throat> With a few little extra tidbits at the end of the movie, apparently about seven minutes worth uh, at the end of the credits. They're going to have a deleted scene in there. They're going to have a little tribute, um, some little extra dingle dangles for your movie. Uh, Because they are just under, I think, Titanic for adjusted overall box office gross. And I think Avatar is also just slightly ahead of them. They're uh, trying for... to make it so that Gone with the Wind, adjusted for inflation, is the only movie that made more money. Yeah. So they're probably going to succeed through kind of a cheating kind of <laughs> silly way. But then again, Avatar kind of wins on a cheating kind of silly way because they were charging like 25 bucks for a ticket <laughs> for the, the bullshit cinematic IMAX 3D when it was just oh. brand new technology. Oh, and yeah. And now the movie hurt. looks like shit. Because it's aged several years, and now it's not cool anymore. Uh, Not that it ever was, in my opinion, but, you know, if you want blue Pocahontas, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, I love James Cameron, but that was not your best work, and I wish you would stop making 8 million sequels of it. That was barely his work. That was (sighs) other people signing up to do Dances with Wolves. You know know how... uh, the internet's beloved Keanu Reeves famously gave uh, a lot of his proceeds from the Matrix to the CG crew because he felt that they did more work than he did you mm-hmm. know, in making the movie success. That's what James Cameron needs to do for the Avatar movie <laughs> because he literally did none of it. <laughs> so, uh, and again, I love James Cameron. He gave me my favorite movie of all time, which is Terminator 2. Yeah, there's there's no undoing the greatness that is Terminator 2. No matter how hard Captain Marvel tried to. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, uh, yeah, you're probably going to go see it again. I'm just going to watch the stuff on the internet because I don't, you know, spoiler for our review, I don't think it's a great movie. A lot of fan service. I I mean, it's a lot of fan service. A lot of fun moments. That uh, there's there, it's a little stupid. Yeah. <laughs> it should have been an Ant Man movie. It's it's a lot of stupid. Um, but I'll leave it at that. You know, I really enjoyed Infinity War. I felt Endgame kind of contradicted a lot of it, and which was its purpose in both tone and <laughs> and plot. 
But uh, that, that's just how I feel about it. Yeah. Uh, next up on the news, uh, DC has announced that it is officially rebranding itself and separating into different tiers. It is also getting rid of any and all external uh, labeled products. Most prominently, Vertigo, which has been its kind of mature line for a long time. It was uh, rumored to be going the way of the Dodo Bird a few times, um, most famously when they moved Hellblazer over to the main DC universe and renamed it, you know, John Constantine or Constantine, whichever version you were you're reading. Yeah. Um, and uh, it stuck through all that and still kept giving us some some cool stuff. Um, not the least of which is. Um, uh, what was that one that we were really big on for a little while there, about two years ago? Um, Imaginary Fiends? Imaginary Fiends, that's the yeah. one. Yeah, we were really into that when we were reading that. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's kind of a sad day to say goodbye to Vertigo, which for me has been very pivotal and brought us a lot of really awesome comics. Uh, I'm just going to read off a few because I'm sure I'd forget them otherwise. Um the Sandman universe books. Yeah. Uh, fables. Um, if you're not that deep into comics, you might remember them from, uh, the telltale series that made a video game based on it. Uh, Hellblazer, of course, who can forget, uh, preacher, which is a huge book, uh, which currently has a TV show. I think still going, right? Preacher is still going. Um, Trans Metropolitan, of course, which is a book you very much love. Oh, my God. It's uh, so good. And he's not the only one. Everybody loves that book. I need to read it. I don't know why I'm dragging my feet, but I am. Uh, um, if you are in any way, shape, or form familiar with the real-life person Hunter S. Thompson, <laughs> that is basically who that character is, but in the alternate future. Hmm. Intriguing. <laughs> Hunter S. Thompson is insane. <laughs> it was insane. Uh, so, you know. Uh, uh, it, it, yeah. Rolling Stone yeah. sure had something on their hands there. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, he's a nut. <laughs> but uh, DC will be instead uh, going to a new tiered system, which will have a young adult version of DC. It will have a mainstream version of DC, which is meant for kind of you know teenagers and above i think they i think that i want to say the ages were for the young adult or for the young person it was 13 and below or 12 and below somewhere around there yeah um and then the mid-tier was like kind of 13 and above and then the the highest tier which is kind of the mature adult label that's going to be kind of replacing vertigo which already has several books out the dc black label that will be for people they recommend. I think they were saying 17 and up or something along those lines. Um, and those will be kind of replacing the traditional vertigo, very, you know, gritty adults, you know, books that feature more cursing and more nudity and more mature themes. Um, some of the ones that have hit the books already uh, are uh, the, the Batman Damned, where you get the famous bat penis, and uh, bat duck yeah that duck <laughs> uh it's a very <laughs> it's a very funny way to become famous but you know um i read the first two volumes uh first two books of it and the artwork's very cool it's very much the classic like hellblazer look yeah 
the story's interesting from what I can follow, but there's a lot of stupidity in this book. Uh, As and, you do. And the, the whole bat penis thing was completely <laughs> unnecessary. It wasn't even like a good story reason. It was it's just, just like, hey. He literally gets out of the Batmobile and just strips down right there on the <laughs> cave floor for no reason. Like in case you're wondering what he wears under his Batman costume, it's, it's nothing. nothing. It's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that thing is skin tight. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it was, it's an interesting book to say the least. Uh, the way the second book ended, I wasn't sure I wanted to read the rest, (laughs) (laughs) um, where Batman basically gets crazy raped, uh, or very closely, uh, crazy raped there in the, the end there. It's very, it's, it's strange. It's very, what the fuck is this book? Yeah, it's a weird book. (laughs) I don't, I I don't know if I'd recommend it. I got to read the third book and see how it ends, but (laughs) Yeah, it's 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 interesting. But there's been some other ones. I think there's a Wonder Woman book coming out not too long from now. Um, They had a few others that were kind of more adult themed. And I'm sure a lot of the ones that were previously on the Vertigo line are going to be changing over. Although they did have that that book, Safe Sex. And that one is just jumping to another company entirely. It's jumping to Image Comics. So it makes me wonder, like, even though the Black Label books are going to be adult-oriented, they're still going to have something they won't touch, which kind of disappoints me. Yeah. I don't... If if you're that worried about your logo and name being attached to it, just keep Vertigo. <laughs> like, Vertigo fine. was doing just fine there's, with things like that. There's no reason to just slap your logo on everything. You know, it's fine. If, if, DC! Just, you have to remind everyone, DC! it's just it's fine it's fine um so that's dc's new progression with this and uh, i'm sure it'll be okay and it's it's probably a better thing to have all these things clearly labeled so fans can know exactly what they're getting and parents don't have to worry about you know oh i thought i was getting my son a batman book but instead he saw bruce wayne's penis for three (laughs) panels and had to read about gruesome murders and rapes uh you know so that hey parent who's calling about their child being exposed to this shit maybe talk to your children about what it is that they're buying But I think the labeling is a good idea for that reason, because I think it will make things a lot more clear for parents, for kids, for teenagers, so on and so forth. Adults like us, we're not going to pick up a book that we think looks really cool, read it, and then find out it was all written for five-year-olds, and we have no interest in it whatsoever, and then we judge it probably overly harshly because of that fact. So yeah, I think it's good to send a clear message, and I think it actually opens up a lot of creativity for the writers, because now... You know, before you couldn't do this and that with specific characters. Like, you couldn't do anything too gritty with Superman because he has to be the pristine Boy Scout, you know, and he's the face of the DC brand. We got we got to make sure he stays pristine. You can't do anything too risky with Superman or too gruesome or too adult with Superman. Now, now you have the opportunity to, if you wish to, if you have the story to tell. And I think that's a good thing. And vice versa, you have the option to go very innocent and very childlike and very whimsical and appeal to that kind of crowd, which I think is cool as well. So um, it'll probably, you know, probably suck for the, the, the hardest of the hardcore fans who really love the Vertigo lines. Um, 
But I think overall, it'll probably be a move in the right direction going forward. Let's hope. Uh, next up in the news, uh, we have a new Kingsman film being produced. Um, because why not? Um, I'm sure Channing Tatum needs work. <laughs> if they're going to bring him back for this one. I, I saw the first one. Loved it. Absolutely loved the first one. Uh, I read the first, you know, the the, the comic, the original comic, uh, run there. But um, I don't, I don't think they did much more after that, right? I'm pretty sure these these movies have been kind of original material since. Uh, I'm mistaken? pretty sure that there's uh, quite a bit more Kingsman. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure the the last one that they did, uh, that one was based on a. Uh, a certain section of the Kingsman comics. I'm forgetting exactly where in that story that mm. that uh, particular part of that story happens. But yeah, they they do like there is a part of the Kingsman book that does involve the Statesman, if I'm not mistaken. Hmm. Yeah, I'd have to go back. It's been a long time uh, since I read the original run. But um, for the you Kingsman fans out there. That's coming. I think you saw the second one, didn't you? Yes. Yeah, and you liked it? I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. I need to see it. I keep saying I'll see it, but just like everything, it just gets set aside, and then I forget about it, and then time goes on, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that thing I was going to do. I never did it. Add it to the list. Yep. (laughs) Uh, Next up on the news, uh, Swamp Thing has been announced to be canceled uh, from the DC streaming app, DC Universe, uh, after... It had been already kind of shorted on its first season where they wanted to produce so many episodes. I think they said they wanted to produce 12, and then they ended up producing eight, I believe. I may be mistaken on that. But uh, it kind of surprised me because everything I'd been reading on it seemed to be positive. It seemed to be getting positive reviews from pretty much everybody that I could find. So I was kind of surprised when they said that not only were they canceling the show but that they were just kind of going with the flow and <laughs> shorting the season from the early production and just all it, these problems they've been having. Yeah, it's really unusual for a show that's been produced for an entire season to immediately be canceled right after they finish production on it yeah and i don't even understand what's the point of announcing that you're canceling a show on a a streaming app that has like six shows yeah why why would you do that because all that's going to do is to you know scare viewers away from watching said show on your streaming app and devaluing the product you're trying to sell yeah it's Um, like de-incentivizing people to it's like oh hey maybe you'll like swamp thing even though uh, if you haven't seen Doom Patrol, you should see Doom Patrol. Everything that I've seen of Doom Patrol is amazing. <laughs> it's so and, good. And it's reviving Brendan Fraser's career, which I am all about. Yes. Because I'm sick of seeing fat, old, middle-aged, <laughs> sad Brendan Fraser. I want him to have happiness because he brought me so much happiness. Right? Also, God, his, it, movies. his uh, movies used to be so fun. I loved Brendan Fraser movies. And then they just all became kid shit. Yeah. Like, not even good kid shit. Just kid shit that was bad. I just, 
I want him to be happy and to make real shit. <sighs> but I'm also only going to spend my own money on the DC Universe streaming app when they put Constantine on it. I've been telling you. Yep. We'll buy multiple subscriptions. Yeah. Just put Constantine on there. Not an animated one. Matt Ryan cast as Constantine. NBC isn't doing anything with those rights. They really aren't. Like literally nothing. Just buy them out. Do the right thing. You know you want to. You know you, you should. should. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag save Constantine. Hashtag. Uh, next up in the news, The Tick has officially been canceled from Amazon Prime, which is very sad because the first season of The Tick was phenomenal it was amazing and quite frankly it had no right being as good as it was it was heartfelt it was hilarious it was artistically creative and fun it was honestly for me it was the best fucking thing amazon prime had oh yeah up to that point and hands down even up to this point i still kind of think it's kind of the best thing they got and they fucking canceled it and it got nothing but critical praise. I haven't watched the second season yet. It's been up there for a few weeks. Yeah. Maybe it, a month or two. It's it's good. It's real good. <laughs> See? <that's, laughs> why would you cancel such a great show? Apparently, they're trying to shop it around to different networks and streaming services and whatnot. But it's such a fucking great show. If you have not been watching The Tick, please go watch The Tick. If you have Amazon Prime, you get it for free. Just watch it it's somebody they're short easy to watch episodes you know like 30 minutes or so somewhere around there literally anybody buy this show please yeah it's an easy watch it's not stressful it's not gonna wear you out like some intense shows like breaking bad is a a amazing show but you gotta be in the mood for it you gotta be ready to eat that much heartache (laughs) and stress you you've got to be ready to become a cynic to the entire world yeah um but tick is just easy to digest You, you hop in you enjoy a heartfelt fun story that has a lot of humor and fun quirks to it it's well acted, well portrayed, oh God, well produced, so well directed. It's amazing. Please watch The Tick. As silly as it seems, you will thank yourself for it. It's a as wonderful product for everybody involved, any age. Go watch it. Do it. Do it. Um, so, sad news there. Uh, really hope they find a buyer for it or Amazon. Yeah, fucking comes to their senses and goes, "Oh shit, <laughs> this is the best thing we actually got." Man, <laughs> the high sc- high castle is fucking overrated. <laughs> Get the tick back on here, please. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 great, and I I I fucking love it. Uh, next up, uh, CB Sapolsky created some uh, craze and controversy when he posted a four covered in webs as a kind of teaser without any kind of context or explanation and so this led to crazed fan kind of uh, assumption and speculation thinking that somehow that meant that it was going to be like a a sequel to the sam raimi trilogy where maybe we get like an an older kind of uh other world multiverse 
Marvel movie. Really doesn't take much to get people hyped for anything Raimi Spider-Man related. And to be honest, I thought it was kind of a cool idea if you like kind of tie it in since they already established in Endgame all the bullshit (laughs) that I hate about comic books where they're saying, oh, there's multiple realities and this and that could happen now. It's like Spider-Man already has a movie that introduces the idea of the multiverse. Yeah. And this isn't a spoiler because they literally spoil it in the trailer for Spider-Man Far From Home. Oh, yeah. Where they say explicitly that mm. What's His Nuts comes from a different reality uh, created by the events of Endgame. So, I swear to God, I want him to be a liar. Can, uh... he, please, can he please be a lie? <laughs> oh, my God. So I thought it was kind of fun if that was in any way, shape, or form a reality because I would love to see like an older Tobey Maguire coming in and being spider-man again in a weird way having kids and stuff like that and then our current you know tom holland version seeing him and wondering oh wow things could have been that different this is that's weird that's weird whoa you know having some kind of interaction between the two or something down the line that i think that would be really cool um since i would take toby Maguire as uncle ben (laughs) (laughs) uh but uh, I, I I thought it was kind of fun. It turns out, you know, C.B. Sobolski kind of shot that down. And he said, oh, no, it's just a countdown to a big announcement, which at this point, we don't know what the announcement is yet because he counts one as a day. So instead of getting the answer, <laughs> we have to wait for the zero day to get the answer. Uh... Uh, so one more day to go, but we'll talk about it on the next episode, I'm sure. Hopefully it's not a big letdown because <laughs> that would really suck after all this speculation and whatnot. And then it just Spider-Man's going to have a new outfit. Something like that. The, the last time I heard the phrase one more day in terms of Spider-Man, I got let down real hard. And also the devil did a red gun. Yeah. <laughs> what the double triple fuck. Enjoy. But yeah. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. Um, you know, so far, Sobolski hasn't been too bad running the business. So that might be a misstep in this marketing, but you got to admit it worked. People, People are paying attention. Yeah, the craze happened. There's, yeah. there's no denying that. Next up in the news, uh, Dark Phoenix has failed epically at the box office. Uh, they barely got over the $20 million hump, which, you know, for a movie that costs, you know, $10 million to make, it's probably not that bad. Probably a huge success. But when you spend several hundred do- $100 million and have several delays and you have all this studio uh, just chaos between Disney buying them and them not being able to keep directors for different projects and having the issues with the timeline and the new mutants and all that stuff. It, it creates kind of chaos and definitely a huge loss for the studio. To be honest, they're probably lucky they made that much yeah. because of all the bad press. And quite frankly, no one wanted this. No one was asking for this. And it's been kind of the butt of <laughs> kind of the comic universe jokes for about two years now go full adam jensen with this one um they really should have just kind of cut their losses and 
ended with apocalypse and been like all right we'll do this new mutants project we'll do this gambit project until disney says otherwise and we get bought out you know yeah uh and quite frankly i don't i still don't believe we're gonna see new mutants like i i don't know why they won't just admit it's canceled because it's it's what a year and a half late at this point and it's going oh, to be yeah it's going to be even later <laughs> if yeah. it does supposedly it's come like out a, if all of this has been shot already then you might as well just count your losses you know actors and everybody got paid just just let them go write it off just write it off you're going to do more damage to the brand than right to probably benefit you in the short term um but uh we haven't done a review because I haven't seen it, and quite frankly, I don't want to see it. <laughs> but you did see it, so what are your kind of spoiler-free impressions? It's bad. It's bad. Oh, no. It's scrote aliens. Who would have guessed? It's bad. <laughs> <laughs> I did see the, some the... very cringeworthy uh, you know, scenes in the movie that were posted on Facebook by IGN and a few other Apparently, outlets. we don't even know how to cross the street without making it a huge ordeal. Also, hey, you remember at the end of Apocalypse when uh, Jean just kind of showed that she had the phoenix inside her already? Yeah. Well, it's a good thing you remember that because they sure fucking didn't. I also remember a very rapey apocalypse who was basically trying to butt rape Charles Xavier. <laughs> that that was a very was, unflattering camera angle. It was a very unflattering <laughs> camera angle. It's like Charles Xavier was, on the ground just kind of looking towards the very, camera and all then like sweaty from, and fearful. And then from behind was just like <laughs> Just Ooh. this growing purple penis. <laughs> it was so weird. Uh, there was a swiggity swooty. He's uh, coming, coming for, for that that, men booty. that mental booty. Yeah, <laughs> it's very weird. Oh god, he was very dude, awkward. Try- it, di- it didn't get better with uh, Mystique. No, he it, just kind of hops on top of her, and it's it's very awkward. It sure didn't. It, it, it was... may not have been a literal rape scene, but it was very very sexual assaulty, like a dominating. I'm going to do terrible sexual things to you, uh, vibey. <laughs> now, hilariously, that is a callback to a scene that was actually deleted from X Men: Days of Future Past. Why? <laughs> why did we? Why did, <laughs> why did we, we keep call the callback to a deleted scene, scene in this movie? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, I thought it was worth mentioning. You know, we don't ever want. You know, people to be out of their jobs, or people you know who produce these movies to lose money. We don't hope for failure, but we also don't want people supporting terrible products. And this, this, by all accounts, seems to be a terrible product and something that nobody was asking for. You know, nobody was asking for a Guardians of the Galaxy, but they proved it's wrong. Right. So they deserved every dollar they got. Yeah. If you can somehow take this thing that no one was asking for. And not only generate legit hype, yeah, but also back all of that hype up with uh, one of the most uh, daring stories a comic book movie has ever told. Uh, she, yeah, fucking do it. Be Guardians of the Galaxy. 
Yeah. But if you, you got to have the product to do that, though. Oh, you know? yeah. It's like if you're counting on people who have been watching X-Men movies since the year 2000 to show up for yet another one in which we stay dark and depressed and nothing's fun and everything is all about. And, and don't have any of the original cast. Uh, none of them. We We kept some of the first class people here. And by some, I mean Jennifer Lawrence, who was done two movies ago, and <laughs> <laughs> so true. And Nicholas Holt, who honestly I liked him better in Mad Max Fury Road, and then the young Charles and young Magneto, who at this point should be sixty. <laughs> But uh, yeah, we could we could keep yep. beating up I, this movie. I, there's a I, lot of issues. There's canon issues. There's production issues. There's uh, reviews that are very poor that are probably accurate. Um, In summation, you don't do the Phoenix Saga, let alone the Dark Phoenix, which is the second half of that. In two hours. Hey. You know how they did Thanos over the course of 20 movies? Hey, it's almost like the comics over here might have hinted that this one takes a while. And to be fair, the Phoenix Saga and Dark Phoenix Saga storylines are garbage. Uh, There, I said it. How dare you? They fucking suck. How dare you? (laughs) I'm just saying. It's great artwork. It's iconic artwork. The story sucks. Some alien celestial mental bird thing was attracted to this one particular mutant and caused a bunch of trouble. It's a little more complicated than that. It's stupid. (laughs) (laughs) And what it's supposed to be about is like some girl discovering her powers for the first time maybe kind of crossed over into the land of the dead because she didn't want her friend to die alone. And then along comes a a firebird and says, uh, what are you doing here? (laughs) It's like, okay, you've like, you had my curiosity before. Now you have my attention. Silly. (laughs) (laughs) Just because of the bird aesthetic <laughs> it's focused on the fucking bird thing it's dumb if it was focused on her that'd be great but no it's focused on the stupid celestial bird thing are you really going to talk to me about uh, a, a bird aesthetic that makes no sense oh really i don't know what you're talking about let's uh move on <laughs> Oh, what what bird is a Nightwing again? It's a Kryptonian. (laughs) It's a Kryptonian hero. (laughs) Nightwing and what was Nightwing's partner on Krypton? It wasn't a literal Kryptonian hero that embodied uh, the Dick Grayson on Earth and took over his consciousness and wreaked havoc on the planet. Uh, uh, who told him this story? Superman. <laughs> <laughs> Where did Superman 
the kid who like was born not necessarily born but entirely raised on earth hear the story from computer dad (laughs) (laughs) it's silly much (laughs) he was just trying to honor his rebel uncle okay and she was trying to save her friends from a horrific death in space. And got abducted by a fucking bird. <laughs> a fucking a fucking mental power bird that can fuck up the universe. Uh, okay. She got uh, she got possessed by parallax. Alright, let's face it. No. Yes. No. It's fucking parallax. No, it's not. Fuck right off. How dare you <laughs> compare the Phoenix to fucking parallax? I mean, it's pretty similar. I just I, I completely disagree uh, with that hypothesis. Possesses otherwise straight laced hero and uh creates chaos and havoc and turns said character potentially evil. Oh. Oh. Is that right? Sounds pretty similar to me. (laughs) One's yellow, one's orange. (laughs) Big difference there. Uh, One's an intergalactic space turd. (laughs) (laughs) According to the movie. Only to the movie that we don't recognize as canon. Oh, okay. Are they still working on that mask for that one? (laughs) 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 Yeah, that's right. I'm going low. It's it's just rendering. That's all. (laughs) Uh, Loading. You can't compare a, the worst superhero movie of all time to a comic book canon. <laughs> we're going comic to comic, or we're not going at all. If we're going movie to movie, let's talk about some bullshit <laughs> that they're using in that movie. Okay, we'll be here all night. <laughs> we'll be here all night doing that bullshit. Yeah, we should probably move on. I suppose we probably should. Talking about uh, bullshit, I don't know if I like this or hate it. Probably ate it, but we'll see. I might be proven wrong. Robert Pattinson has been cast officially as Batman for the uh, Scorsese produced The Batman, which is kind of a noir take on the Batman character that we haven't supposedly seen yet, which is a good thing. I'm all about that, but I don't know if Robert Pattinson is the correct choice. Uh, I feel like having a chin is kind of crucial to the character since that's the main part of the body you see. When he's in the suit, uh, he's not particularly large or intimidating in any way, shape, or form. I'm sure he can get muscled up. You know, Christian Bale wasn't the biggest dude in the world, but he is kind of tall-ish. Uh, but uh, it's... I always thought he had more of a Robin physique than a Batman. Yeah, I I just don't see Pattinson as Batman. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'll be completely proven wrong, but... I just don't see. Yeah. Him. He he must have done something in his in his in his little test footage there that really impressed them. Everybody, or everybody gets one. They just did what DC does and How about the vampire guy? <laughs> He's like bats, right? Let's do it. We can do no wrong, baby. <laughs> We're gonna turn that sparkle fairy into what the uh, Batman. Yeah, boy. <laughs> Box office gold. <sighs> Where are the steroids? <laughs> I don't know. There's all the speculation about all the great potential people. Uh, we even had a, a, I think our last big topic of the show was who we, we cast as Batman, and we went through a ton of great options. 
I don't think Robert Pattinson was one of them. So it, yeah, it did come as a big surprise. And I'm to not, say the least. I'm not sure it's a great option, but it is what they chose. Fingers crossed it's a good movie. Uh, I've been kind of reinvigorated because of how great Shazam was, and I do mean it was fucking great. If you haven't seen it and it's still in theaters near you, go see it, please, because it's great. If it's not in theaters anymore, rent it, download it, whatever you got to do, watch it. It's a great whatever, movie. Whatever you got to do. Uh, that deserves all of your support because it's it's worth every penny. Um, and then the next piece of news, uh, the Joker trailer had debuted since the last time we had a regular episode, and it's pretty damn cool, I think. I was very much into it. Uh, there is one detail that kind of got released recently that puts a new spin on it that I'm not sure I like, um, suggesting that this Joker is a kind of love child of Thomas Wayne, thus making him the half-brother to Bruce Wayne. I hope that's not true, <laughs> because that would be really dumb. That sounds like a joke to me. Uh, ha-ha, Joker. <laughs> but uh, I think it's perfect casting. I think the direction looks great. I think it's super creepy, and it's aesthetic. I think it's exactly what Joker should be. I am, I've am i never been a fan of the origin story for Joker. I like it when he has no origin story, and they, Batman just can never figure out who the fuck he is or where he came from, um, which but, is kind of what makes Batman obsess over him so much. Um, this might work, though. I think, yeah, I think as far as the movie world goes, I think this will work because it's it looks brilliant. And I really hope I really hope it fulfills on its promise because DC trailers have been known to disappoint me. Yeah. In the past where they give me a really great trailer and then it just doesn't match the final product. They they had that trailer magic, or at least they did until Batwoman showed up. Yeah, so I really, 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 really hope this is a great movie. It looks great. I'm excited for it. I, I, I think it's a great, a great opportunity for Joaquin Phoenix to kind of reemerge as a kind of a-lister, whereas before he's been kind of doing these DL projects and not really doing too much over the top. I think this is a great opportunity, um, and I hope they cash in on it. So next piece of news, uh, Shazam 2 has been confirmed in the works uh, with the same writer and same uh, director um, returning, which is great news because, again, Shazam is a great movie, and hopefully they can keep the ball rolling and actually get some uh, Black Adam action in there because Let's hope. he's got his own movie coming out prior to that, So, which I, I still don't understand why they're doing that or how they're going to do that but if it's anywhere near as good as shazam was i'm all for it yeah Um, i kind of trust them after this one yep next up on the news uh batman is receiving a star on the walk of fame in 2020 um just for reference they first allowed a comic character uh to appear on a star on the walk of fame in 2015 and that was snoopy right yeah those stars mean nothing anymore. They really don't. Uh, but you know what is kind of funny? Carrie Fisher does not have a star. Those stars have never meant anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's official. Uh, I think that's kind of funny. I just, I literally today, before we recorded, heard it on Fat Man and Batman when they had one of the people in the audience asking a question was a lady petitioning to get her star on the, the Walk of Fame. I'm like, 
Snoopy and Batman <laughs> are getting stars, but Carrie Fisher couldn't get a star at some point. And I know it's mostly a money game because yeah. basically you got to be nominated, but after you're nominated, you got to pay for your own star, basically. And Ooh. if you don't care to spend the money on the star, Ooh. somebody's got to do it on your behalf. <laughs> so Ooh. it is kind of silly, and it seems kind of gross that they're like, all right, now in 2015, we'll start adding comic characters and cartoon characters because, you know... We they're, need, they're making so much money. We got space, and we need the money. <laughs> um, but yeah, just a little tidbit I thought I'd add in there. Uh, we did get... A Birds of Prey trailer, <laughs> uh, a, kind of a teaser thing. It wasn't much, but it looks terrible. I don't know if there's much to add to that. I don't want it. I don't know who does want it. How how are you going to have a Birds of Prey without Batgirl? It's just stupid. And starring Harley Quinn. Uh, this was originally supposed to be just a Harley Quinn movie, The Emancipation of Harley Quinn or whatever they were calling it. And now it's Birds of Prey for some apparent reason. And it looks awful. Uh, so this is the first time a trailer has failed to pique my interest on the DC side, and it's it's not going well. Can someone rescue Ewan McGregor from this avalanche of bullshit, please? Yeah, I wish he wasn't engrossed in this, because I want him to do something better (laughs) (laughs) Uh, before they waste his likeness on a terrible movie. Um, but it's going forward. There's nothing we can do to stop it at this point. DC's gonna snort their cocaine and roll on. As Uh, they do. And then the final piece of news, uh, we do have another delay for Delay Corner this week. Captain America number 12 has been delayed again until July 24th. It always sucks when we get these delays. It sucks for fans. It sucks for creators because people drop the books. And when you already got to wait a month to get the next chapter of the book, it really, really, really blows when you have to add three, four, five, six weeks onto that. Yeah, this the kind of thing where if you're into the book... Yeah, it sucks. We're delaying it. If you're not into the book, wow, that sucks. I'll wait till it's done, I guess, before I pick it up. And then there's a chance it won't be finished (laughs) because (laughs) no one's buying it. Right. uh, Because they were all waiting for the end of the story. Because the... we. We can harp on that business model like a thousand times. And and we have. And we have. And they're still not getting it. All right. Well, I think uh, Emery's got to get out of here. So, yep. Why don't you say goodbye to the fans? Bye. We'll see you, em- Emery. It is quite late tonight. And, uh, folks, thank you for sticking with us. Bye.